Formerly, formerly, formerly straight. Hello and welcome to Formerly Straight. My name is Warren. And I'm Sloane. And we're two mean girls. <laughs> <laughs> we have mean girl chai, the, so chai tea lattes with oat milk because dairy is scary. <laughs> and they're called the mean girl. Are they pink? And they're pink. If you had looked at it before drinking it. I don't Whatever know they used to make it pink clumped at the bottom and I swallowed it. <laughs> <laughs> but well, go off. But go off. It's it was it's from it Boulogne really Moore. Yeah, very young. good. Sloan got the hot, I got the iced. Yeah. So full full range of experience and confirmed delicious. Besides the clump. A plus. A plus. Yeah, we would like to not have clumps, but sometimes there's going to be a clump. Yeah. I don't know what, but of something. How are you doing? It's been a, it's been a minute since we put an episode out. Like I feel like for it'll be 4 weeks. Yeah, we took a little mini holiday break before our big before our big holiday, holiday break. break. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was good. Lots of chillaxing. Nice. Relaxing. Nice. Yeah. And I I started driving a little Uber. Nice. <laughs> Just for fun. Just for extra doll hairs. Extra doll do hairs are nice. With. Yeah. What about you? Uh, also just been, I went home to New Jersey for Thanksgiving, was nice, and made lots of recipes from TikTok. Some were winners, some were not. (laughs) Um, and I wrote my first cover story, which was really exciting I interviewed Fletcher, queer icon that she is, and that came out a few weeks ago, which was really exciting. It was a really cool experience to like interview her, and she's also from New Jersey. She's from Asbury Park, where like I worked many summers. Um, so it was like really cool to like talk to her. She was like on the volleyball team in high school and like played the team, the home team of the high school that I went or that I was supposed to go to, which which was cool. It was just it was a really cool experience. Just like talk to someone who like grew up in the same area as me and is now also queer and pursuing music and the photos for the cover were hot she looked great and yeah and she's going to be a guest on formerly straight (laughs) (laughs) i wish i wish you should start incorporating that into into your interviews right (laughs) people would cease to no no no. No, not like not like you have to be up there but like 
How formerly straight? Are you formerly straight? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I should. Yeah. That would be really cool. How does it feel to be formerly straight? That'd be cool. It's like that's like a soft plug. That's like subtle. It is. It is. But yeah. But our Spotify Wrapped came out, guys. Yeah. And we love you. Nine of you. It was nine, right? Yeah. Nine of for nine people, we were their top podcast. So whoever y'all are, show yourselves. Show yourselves. DM us if because we know that you know, because we all got our Spotify wrapped. Yep. And if you didn't, please contact technical support. We want to know. Email us at formerlystraightpodcast at gmail.com or, or DM, DM us on at Instagram. Formerly underscore straight. Yeah. And we want to know. We want to be friends know. with you. We can all yeah. like hang out or something. Yeah. We're, you know, we're going to have a hang. We're going to do like a, a little hangout eventually. And so we need to know the people that need to be coming and also, you know, little, little, treats little gifts yeah are for our like for 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 y'all for people who are listening because that's cool yeah when we make our merch yeah basically if you want a sticker hit us (laughs) (laughs) we'll be giving out nine stickers yes but yeah it was really cool to be able to like we only started this podcast this year, so it was really cool to be able to see like how many of you there are and who continues to come back and listen. Yeah. And, and the last episode was kind of a hit. It was a hit. <laughs> it was a hit. The people love it. So, yeah, we love you guys and thanks so much for listening and any Thanksgiving, we want to be yeah. Any horror stories from your holidays, either from Thanksgiving or the holidays coming up, and also good stories, not just horror stories. But let us know too. We would like, we want, we want to chat more. We wanna, yeah, we want to hear from y'all. This is going to be a community. Community. So. commune with us commune it's time it's about to get real communal i'm about to create an environment (laughs) that is so communal (laughs) but we we have some news to be alerting some queer news our queer news alert if you will we should do a poll on if we should have like a siren that we should we should maybe we can post a poll for for this episode on on spotify we can do that when we we upload it should we add a siren to the queer news alert to queer news alert yeah yeah let, yeah let us know what as you're telling us your stories about the holidays <laughs> and telling us if you were a one of our nine yeah. sorry to put all this work on, on that. <laughs> uh yes but in the time since our last episode there's been some things that have gone on within the queer community uh, some pretty scary things and some good things too. Yeah. But like. Tragically, there was a shooting at Club Q in Colorado. Five people died. And 
we're gonna say their names yes, real quick. We are. And while we're just getting those names up, it's it was it was so scary to like see that because I know like that same night I had gone out to a queer club and to wake up the in the morning to see that just, you know, other people who just went to a queer club couldn't do that safely and obviously it reminded everyone of the pulse nightclub shooting and just the shootings in general like also in virginia there was like the the uva i think had something and then kind of near my hometown in chesapeake i believe there was like a walmart shooting like just it's just like it doesn't stop like this is and this is just like the past month like this is always happening in the U.S. It's so whack. It's just, it's awful. Shootings really scare me. Um, obviously, I mean, I feel like that's not an unpopular opinion. Um, I have really bad paranoia about just like all of that. Um, and when the Club Q shooting happened... Uh, there's, there's just been like, I feel like there's been like a lot, it's not the same, but I feel like there's been like a lot of hatred around the LGBTQ plus community as well as the Jewish community recently. And I am both. So it's just been like a scary time to just be a queer Jewish woman. Um, I was like, I was at home and I was going out to dinner with my family and we were going to a Jewish deli and I was just really afraid because in my head I was just like, what if something bad happens? Because there was literally like a, um, the FBI in New Jersey put out this warning that if you're going to a synagogue in New Jersey, like don't basically because there is like a credible threat that something bad's going to happen at a synagogue in New Jersey. And it's just, I just like don't want to be afraid. And I know that's, I know like I have a lot of privilege as like a white person and a cis person but I'm just afraid, you know, and I would just rather not be afraid. Yeah, I think fear across the board for everyone, even because people are doing shit without without really necessarily targeting a group. People are targeting groups, but some people, too, are just like going off. Yeah, just, just yeah. So I think totally makes sense to just be scared to like to go anywhere but I do I encourage not letting that stopping you for sure yeah no you have to live your life and you can't live in fear I'm really trying to not but some days are better than others for sure We're going to read the names of the Club Q shooting victims because I feel like it's important to continue to say 
their name so that they are not forgotten. We have Daniel Davis Aston, who was a bartender at Club Q. We have Derek Rump. We have Kelly Loving, who is a transgender woman. We have Ashley, I might mispronounce her last name, Ashley Paw. And we have Raymond Green. Obviously, I have mixed feelings about saying things like sending all of our love and good wishes to those people because I don't know how much that really does. But um, yeah, I think it's important that we said their names and are continuing to just not normalize what's happening and give it the sadness that it deserves. And yeah, I don't I don't know. It's nice to share. I feel like when you're talking about it, it's nice to share that obviously, you know, you care about these people and their families to have the easiest or just like recover, hopefully, in whatever way that is, because I'm sure fully recovering isn't possible. And I think I think the sending my thoughts and prayers feels useless when someone in a position of political or legal change, like someone with power to do those things, when they say that, okay, thank you, and what else? Like, Yeah. I feel like we are doing our part... Maybe we could be doing our part more by trying to create a safe queer space for people with this podcast and with the community that we hope to bring. So to bring with it. So maybe we should just like take like five seconds or something just to like just sit for a second for these people and anyone connected to them. And we have the donation link right up on our stories, the highlights. Yes. The GoFundMe for the victims and their families, that link is in our story highlights on Instagram if anyone would like to go donate. Yes. So. So to lighten the mood a little bit and then. In a in a win, in an almost win, we'll see if it's a full win. Hopefully it will be. The same-sex marriage and interracial marriage being codified into law is, I think it's just has to go to the House, and then once it's approved there. It's like the Respect for Marriage Act, right? Respect for Marriage Act. And yeah. Mr. Joe. Come on. But then we'll be Come able on. to sign... Once it's passed there. So that's really cool. It is really cool. Love that. Love that. Wish they could have done that 
with the abortion rights. Forward thinking. Forward thinking. <laughs> This is reactionary thinking. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Joe. We know you can do it. So do it. Yeah. And another alert. It's like an alert, you know? It's like there's there's news to be alerted about. There's media to be alerted about. Um, maybe, yeah. So there's a song called um, Stacy's Brother mm -hmm. that came out by this artist, Mad Sai. I think that's how you say his name. I think, I believe they're openly bisexual. And I haven't been following their journey super closely, but I had like seen their, they had done a song about being bisexual too on YouTube. And I think it kind of blew up. And then I was just like on YouTube and saw that they did Stacy's brother. And it's not like a, it's not like an exact remake of Stacy's mom where it doesn't sound the same per se, but it's the same idea and it's just like stacy can't catch a break number one <laughs> <laughs> but number two it's just like so good and like that is an example of just like queer media that's just like this is the normalization of being queer mm -hmm. and normalizing it and just like now we're getting cool shit like i'm like yes like i love that song i think it's fucking cool and mm -hmm. i just think it's And the guy, I he's hot, and the video is hot. So like, if you like, if you like that the way that sounds, you should go watch the video, and just consume that delicious media. Um, yeah. Also, I wanted to say we didn't say it um, when it happened, but we had talked about it in a prior episode. How. Sam Smith and Kim Petras had been charting. They got to number one. Oh my God. I'm so glad Sloan that you said this because they did get to number they one. They did get to number one. They did. They're and not they're, number one anymore. They're not number one anymore because T-Swift is... Came and became top 10. Right. She like said, the entire top no 10. more gay rights. She <laughs> said, I will take over. No, she's doing her thing. She's taking down Ticketmaster as well. And she's saying queer rights for her openers because... Her openers are people like Phoebe Bridgers, Muna. Yeah. No, yeah. T-Swift is definitely doing what needs to be done and continues to show people that she will do so regardless of what, what you might think or, or want. And I love that she's taking on Ticketmaster. I feel like she really does like take on the things. She does because she, she's because she has the power to, you know what I mean? Yes. Look at those sales, baby. People move for T-Swift. I believe that the case against Ticketmaster opened before this whole thing happened with Taylor But this Smith. is like sending it over the edge. Yeah. But this is the thing I think that really publicized it and like pushed it into the mainstream yeah, media. Yeah, because we've been new that what's going down... With Ticketmaster is bad news. Bad news. With tickets in general, there's absolutely no reason that going to a live show should cost as much money no. as it's costing. And even for the, like for a pit or anything, I'm like, you'll see, you'll go to a show and just see emptiness depending on like how big it is. And it's quote unquote sold out. Like it's not no. someone bought the tickets to resell them and no one bought them because it's insane or people are being forced to like wait to buy a ticket until or, the show's already happening. Or there's the thing that's happening where it's like 
Ticketmaster's raising the prices at prices as demand goes up. So like at the beginning of the sale, they might be like a hundred dollars, but then as more and more and more and more people sign on to the pre-sale, they jack the prices up to yeah, like it's insane a thousand dollars. It's like real time price price hikes. gouging price gouging. Yeah, that's like it's like this is all the negative aspects of using algorithms for the bad. Um, we're gonna we're gonna pause. We have a pizza and boneless wings. Yum. Are they are they wings or are they nuggets? Their wings. <laughs> okay, lunch break is over. We're back. We're fed. Pizza. We, we ate our pizza and wings. Kikied. We kiki. We were doing. One thing about Sloan and I is we will talk. We will. That's why we have a podcast. <laughs> that's why, yes. That's <laughs> and no one. Again, no one asked for this, but here we are talking once again. Here we are. <laughs> Shall we get into our? topic of the day yeah what is it okay so guys also not to do a total aside but when i say guys i do mean gender inclusive (laughs) um in our very first episode we talked at the very end about potentially talking about something we referred to as the broken vagina So we thought to, as the last episode before the new year, we discuss the not so broken vagina. Yes. An amazing finale to what has been, you know, just just a debut year, a A debut debut year. year. It's giving debut. And yeah. And, and I love the not so. Yes. Broken aspect There's of been it. an evolution. It's hopeful. It's evolved. Yes. I'm so intrigued. I love to learn about vaginal things because I am quite inexperienced. I can't speak to your experience <laughs> with vaginas, but um but I have one, so I have I have a fair amount of experience. Yeah, so this episode is going to kind of be about it's going to be about women's reproductive health uh my experience with vaginal health and my journey my vaginal journey (laughs) hashtag my vaginal journey it normalizing normalizing the vaginal journey Normalizing that everyone's vaginal journey is different. Different. And that I feel like it's really not something that gets talked about as often as I feel like it should. And do you think that talk like people who would hear this and be like, ew, why are they talking about vaginas so openly? What do you have to say to them? (laughs) I would ask why they are uncomfortable with part of the human body. It is really like taking all sexual connotations out of it. It is really just like any other part of your body that I feel like you should be knowledgeable about. And and people 
without vaginas, people who don't have them, should also be a be little knowledgeable, knowledgeable about. Like I'm if like minorly inter- knowledgeable. If you're interacting with a vagina or you are if you're having vaginal interactions, <laughs> if you're having vaginal interactions, or if you are, even if you are not having vaginal interactions, I think it's just important to you be might aware. Have, you might have vaginal encounters. Vaginal like, encounters. Because more likely than not, throughout your day, throughout your work, throughout whatever, you're probably going to, you know, be around humans that have vaginas and it's great to be knowledgeable about what can uh, like the experiences that people with vaginas can have because it's as simple as like like understanding that there's a time of the month Mm -hmm. you know and like Mm -hmm. what that means or the needs like the bathroom should have these things in it if Mm -hmm. you're living like and, and like you can replenish it or whatever, even if you're not the person who's using them mm-hmm. sort of thing. And just like the being aware, right? Yep. So I guess we can, we can kick this off with. What? Maybe I can ask you some questions yeah, ask or me, something. Ask me some questions. Okay. We can take on, you're the expert. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. You are. You are. There's so many experts out there. Anyone who has a vagina. Well, I mean, oh, great. First question. How did you learn more about your vagina? Thank you. For do asking. you know what I mean? I do. I do. So having sex was always something that was difficult for me. And I didn't really know why. I, up until this year, had never had penetrative, traditional sex that I feel like people think of, like, like for lack of better terms, like penis-vagina sex, had not. And it was not that I didn't want to or that I was waiting, not that there's anything wrong with that. But I, but I just was not. Um, but whenever I had tried to, it was incredibly painful for me. And I don't even mean like there was penetration and then it hurt. I mean, like upon any initial penetration, it hurt. Like there couldn't be any penetration because it hurt so badly. And I didn't really understand why. And I felt like women are kind of told that you know your first time is gonna hurt it's not gonna feel good you know that's just something that you gotta pop your cherry you gotta pop your hymen whatever you might bleed so i i kind of just i i took that as like fact and was like well that must just be what I'm experiencing and that was not what I was experiencing um I have been in a relationship for over a year and a half and for over a year of my relationship I we were not able to have penetrative sex and it 
really upset me because it's something that I wanted. So I went to the gynecologist initially. I I had one gynecologist that uh, I thought that I liked because my first appointment with her, she was very understanding of the fact that like I hadn't had sex. So like she wasn't going to use certain instruments on me because she knew that they were going to be painful at the time I was I thought that I might have had endometriosis which I don't think I have what is endometriosis that's a great question I truly wish I knew what endometriosis was but what I know endometriosis kind of does to you is it's incredibly painful um not in your stomach but like kind of like at the crease between your stomach and I guess like your vagina like below the waist yeah um it it can become incredibly painful around your period causing you to um pass out throw up uh not be able to really get up um I shouldn't know what endometriosis is but it's okay we can look it up we can look it up later Yes. Um, I don't really know like the. When, you know, when we get a professional up here, we'll have to talk about, we'll have to ask them these questions. Yes. So I went to her, she was going to do a vaginal ultrasound, which basically meant like she was going to put an ultrasound like wand for vaginas like inside of me. She did not do that because it would have hurt me incredibly badly. She was cognizant of that. So she's like, I'm not going to do that to you because you should be able to experience like that, like your first penetrative penetrative experience should not be with this ultrasound wand. It should be like with having sex with someone you care about, whatever. She didn't do that. So she ended up doing like a blind, a blind, um, pap smear which basically means that she like took like (laughs) kind of I guess like what an eyelash like like what goes in your mascara like an eyelash a spoolie oh like she put like that in like like a medical instrument like in my vagina to like collect a sample so that she could like do a pap smear um I then had a later experience with that gynecologist that was like and very uncomfortable for me. Uh, like she just said some things that like made me uncomfortable. Uh, I don't think was incredibly open to the possibility that there was something going on with me that could be... that that could have been approached differently so I went to a so I got a new gynecologist I went to the new gynecologist uh she referred me to a pelvic floor physical therapist like a whole list of them I picked one that I thought was good and I've been going to her since April and since I've been going to her uh, I've like I've learned a lot about my body, 
the issues that I have regarding why sex has been hard for me, uh, what to do to make it easier and yeah I guess that was a really long way of answering that question it was a great way to answer it though so you learned more about it sounds like obviously you know your journey of public school sex sex education I'm sure you learned some things then I'm sure just through your own experience but like what prompted you to like really learn more was that was that issue it sounds like of yeah like not being able to perform in a way that you wanted to yeah I it was really just like my own experience I mean like the sex ed that I received in like high school was garbage it it was like STDs and uh like I think they even talked to us about like mental health shit and like part we had to like label the parts of the vagina and penis and like shit like that but there was never any talk about like no one was talking about the pelvic walls no one or the fact that you might experience pain with inner like sex is such a taboo topic because of the victorian era ideals that were passed down through colonialism and blah 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 and people forget like sex is basically it's like a a right that you have the option to exercise or not and so having an issue that is preventing you from experiencing sex is an important issue like it's not just like oh i guess that means you don't get to have sex like what the fuck like you there needs to be education so because some people might feel that and either not have health insurance and can't go figure it out well i would just i would just like to say that my pelvic floor physical therapy is not covered by my insurance. That is something that I do. Compl- it's not. No, it is not. Well, it's covered by my out of network insurance. Like, so you have to like pay your deductible. I pay, no, I pay the entire thing up front and then they bill me back. So why you mean they reimburse you? Yeah. Like up, up the, to like 60% insh- or something. Yeah. It must be something like that. Like, uh, it's not I pay the entire bill up front and then like they send it to my insurance and my insurance bills me back what like they cover with like my out of network whatever but that's like with with my insurance plan and I don't think obviously like not every insurance Mm -hmm. plans are like snowflakes you know like everyone is different yeah and I think that why is this not covered I mean why why are a lot of things not covered I mean, I, I, I can't say for certain. I feel as though there's, there's so little research about women's reproductive health. Like I can't even tell you exactly what endometriosis is. You know what I mean? Like why would a country that like Loki hates women, uh, cover pelvic floor physical therapy to, mm-hmm. so that, so that women can enjoy sex, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly. Yeah. It's not so that surprising that it's not covered, but yeah. it's, it's really, it's just, it's expensive. It's it, also incredibly expensive. I bet. I can't even imagine like, I don't under it. Like the healthcare system is a whole nother beast in battle. Like what we have to deal with in order to take care of ourselves. But the fact that like you experiencing pain in in a situation that's inherent and like necessary to life and that's but, not but covered I, but, but i'm sure there would be people that would argue that it's not it's not and i you bet know they're I mean? not fucking <laughs> that's why they don't care <laughs> no i'm just kidding maybe maybe they don't want to fuck who knows no but but that like what's it what's it called like there's like no. I feel I feel like in insurance there's like um in in preventative insurance, in insurance terms there's like yeah there's preventative there's like this isn't the right language for it but there's like crucial and then there's like optional you know what I yeah. mean like this yeah. I feel like is considered optional and optional shit isn't covered by insurance so you know do you feel comfortable sharing the type of insurance plan you have like do you have is that weird i don't know to share i don't know either we can offline about that yeah i mean <laughs> i have etna it's a ppo oh my god that's what i am gonna have yeah or I have. so i had kaiser and i don't really fuck with the only being able to go to certain places yeah no. only being able to have certain doctors having to choose a primary care physician and also anytime i tried to get a fucking like vaccine like the flu vaccine i couldn't just get at a cvs pharmacy because they like don't work with kaiser so, so i would have to whack. go to kaiser places so like if that's your gag if that's your gig whatever like more power to you but PPO is more expensive, but it I'm gives you that my freedom. I'm still riding on my parents' Ugh, insurance. I have about a year and a half left of that. Yeah. But, yeah, so, yeah. So, broken. Broken. That's... We, you know, we, 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 we make jokes, we make jokes, we make jokes so that we don't just like, <laughs> we use humor to heal, forever. humor to heal. Uh, my vagina is not broken. Um, not anymore. Not, not anymore. I have, I have something called vaginismus, uh, which almost sounds like a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say it again? vaginismus vaginismus yeah uh which basically is the vaginal walls your vaginal your vaginal muscular wall spasming that's what it is oh. uh and in, like in a re like in a reactive way to something trying to enter uh like it it spazzes when something tries to enter or it, it just spazzes throughout the day i'll get the jury's out okay <laughs> uh what i have found is i think i think it's it might be a little bit reactionary just for my personal case um 
also vaginismus can happen for a whole host of reasons it can be truly just physical like just like that's how your body was made uh it can be emotional um so when you try to have sex if it's like if you're having like an emotional not if you're having an emotional response to having sex but if like if there are negative feelings around having sex then it might be harder for you too because of this um and it can also be trauma related for me i do have sexual trauma however i don't believe that that is the reason that that i have vaginismus and the reason that i think that is because for me that my vaginismus goes so far past just like sex stuff for example like in high school i remember like i was trying i was trying to learn like how to put a tampon in and i figured it out uh my best friend actually taught me how to put a tampon in shout out to the bestie yep uh and it was like a bunch of like her sitting on the floor of my bathroom while like i'm trying to put a tampon in her being like just angle it like this and push it like this and whatever um honestly like i'll I'll probably say this a few times shout out to what everyone with a vagina like <laughs> shout out to what y'all do because i i just yeah yeah wow so she's the one that taught me how to put a tampon in and then i just like it didn't feel good and and what i mean by that is obviously tampons don't feel good but it hurt so the thing that I was being told by people was, is you're not supposed to feel it. You're not supposed to feel when you have a tampon in. So, which meant people were trying to tell me like, you either didn't put it far enough in. So maybe it's like too far out and it's like hurting you because of that. Or I don't know what the or is actually. I think it it was really just probably you just like didn't confusion. put it in right yeah you just didn't put it in right and no that's why it hurts no one's response was like oh maybe you have vaginismus no one. no one that 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 is something that i truly had to figure out by myself which is good like this is why we're talking about this yeah. right so if anyone is like why does that not feel good and it's supposed to or why why does it feel like something and it's not supposed to now they might have the vocabulary to be like no, perhaps that, vaginismus like let me go get that checked out right that's truly why we're talking about this like i this is like a, a really vulnerable thing for me to talk about in terms of like it is but it isn't like it i don't talk a lot about like my sex life uh because i feel like that's at least not on here just because like that's private however like this i feel like is different because this i feel like is an issue that women deal with and no one knows that each other is going through it because they don't talk about it so which is why i'm talking about it to sorry to interrupt yes in in that 
vein of like women talking about what's going on with Mm -hmm. their vagina do you think that you feel like i I, like you can't just assume that you can just like start talking about your vagina to someone (laughs) right (laughs) like just because they're also a girl or whatever i mean but like is like discourse about vaginal proceedings like common with the girl like i know you'd be like hey i need a tampon and you don't really need to like explain why you know it's just like you need oh to, yeah you i know, mean like, stuff like that i mean like you yeah. can be in the women's restroom and be like fuck i don't have a tampon or like oh i don't have a pad or whatever and like and like peek your head out to see if there's anyone else there and ask like oh do you have a tampon like you like people lend tampons to, like total strangers like that's yeah. just like a girl helping a girl out you know like that's awesome uh but this I feel like is a little bit more taboo in the sense of like people usually it usually gets brought up because people are talking about their sex lives and which means that you have to have the relationship with the person already to be able to be talking about your sex life and also if you're younger right like you trying to put in a tampon for the first time like i was like i must have been like 14 15 years old trying to put in a tampon for the first time can you have it that early yeah definitely i think like it wasn't supposed to hurt and i it wasn't until this june this june i was 23 years old that's almost like 10 years where i put in a tampon and i was like wow, I don't feel this. Like, wow, I finally know like what everyone else has been talking about when they say like, you're not supposed to feel this. And it took like nine years. That's insane. You know what I mean? Because no one thought because, and, and, and I don't blame anyone because I feel like, I feel like women, other women might not even know, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're not experiencing that, you would have no reason to to find out truly i was at my house probably it was august of 2021 and i had been dating my boyfriend for four months three months uh may june yeah four months and my roommate was having a birthday party and my boyfriend was there for a little while and then he left to go to something else but I stuck around and ended up playing this like card game with her and her friends. And it was like a, it was like a dirty card game. Like one of those, like where you ask people questions and it got brought up about how like two people, two of her friends struggle with pain while having sex and I think that was really the thing it was after that that I made the appointment the initial appointment with my gynecologist to be like there's something going on here like it hurts me and that was the gynecologist that like wasn't good had an uncomfortable experience with and then ended up going to someone else but like that I feel like was really the conversation when we were like playing that card game where I was like wow so like I'm not alone in this like there are other people that deal with the same type of thing and it's not supposed to be like that like anyone who tells you that like you just have to like just like see it through and it'll get like no it it like pain sex is not supposed to hurt you know if like 
like upon penetration, it's not supposed to hurt. Mm -hmm. I I think that there's like an inherent level of, of like pain that might seem like it would make sense. But if you're like unable to handle what's happening, it's like, okay, there's probably like a a different thing going on. And like, not to say that like, again, like your first time won't be uncomfortable or hurt Mm -hmm. or there won't be some pain, but it's not supposed to be so painful to the point where like you can't. And that, and that was my experience was that I could not have sex because it hurt so badly. And like, even, even digitally, like just like with fingers, that shit hurt. I could definitely not. thought you were talking about like a webcam. No, my God. No, like, <laughs> it's like, where's this going? Like with that shit hurt. And I had to explain to people that I was with that like, this doesn't feel good like this hurts me like you need to stop and and i don't even think like that it registered for them that like that was even a thing like like the people that i had that i was with like knew that i hadn't had sex before but i don't think they knew that like even doing anything like with fingers would hurt me that badly and it did so yeah uh yeah so now i i see my pelvic floor physical therapist she's great love her uh i go i was going like once i was going once a week for a while and then it was like once every two weeks uh and now i kind of go like more sporadically but that's um, awesome i feel like that means or sounds like you've kind of addressed it been able to get to a more livable place with it and now it's just like more routine or when necessary maintenance yeah um so i go to her to like break down at least like for myself what that looks like is like i get undressed from the waist down and she massages me on like my hips and my legs i also have a really bad back problem which i don't think like helps any of this because that area of my bot my lower back like that area of my body is already fucking tense you know what i mean yeah so like she helps to massage like my hips and my legs she makes sure that my pelvis is aligned because it often is not um and then and then she also must like it might sound gross or like sexual but it's not it's she massages my vagina internally like for probably like half of our appointments it's like her fingers in my vagina like basically like pushing the vaginal walls like i think it's important to remind people that it's a muscle it is a muscle like people go to physical therapists my roommate is getting a doctorate in physical therapy super important work to understand the body like that and like i have tmj issues that flare up here and there and also just explain what tmj is tmj that is your like jaw muscle and there's a lot of muscles right around there that obviously control your speaking control when you're eating and stuff and your if your posture is bad or 
if you hold your stress in your neck um, and a whole other list of things, like it can cause strain on those areas. And like some people like fully overextend their jaw. You haven't had a bad TMJ flare up in a long time. I know. And I'm so thankful for that because I like one, my issues with TMJ were very like stress induced and posture i think induced and just which muscles i had been using just my whole life to support my head and my neck and chewing and whatever and so i did physical therapy did the the exercises that you have to do and eventually and over time it just got to a point where like and i like thankfully I don't experience it to the level that I did and Sloan knows and I we me and Sloan uh, always there for each other and we were really going through it at the same time for a minute there and sophomore year of college you couldn't open your mouth and I couldn't stand up straight (laughs) and it was atrocious it was horrible and so it was a long journey to figure out like what all of that was and I have like within like the past year and a half like worked out a lot more consistently and it's crazy like how much just like being physically more physically fit and having other muscles working to support what you're doing having a strong core can solve so many of your problems and i'm saying all of this to point out that like the issue that i was having was related to the muscles around my jaw there's no yeah i got mris and everything so i was like there must be something wrong with this bone or this joint and it's like no it's operating perfectly fine and all of this but like the muscles around it are very tense and so like you can literally get massages on your tmj like area the muscles and it's so relaxing and it's like you just need to like, like there's so much that gets released when that's massaged out and your vagina is just another functional part of your body that if it is tensed up or you're having vaginismus and someone needs to massage that out. Yeah. It's not sexual. It's so like, I feel like that's so important to remember. Like you can see, so, like something being sexual at times does require the people involved to sexualize what's going on. Yeah, definitely. And like, I feel like sometimes it can be a hard thing for people to understand because they they think of it as a sexual act and it is not. It is, it is a patient doctor like relationship relationship or or patient physical therapist relationship where they are just like stretching out the muscles inside of my vagina to basically like to stretch to i hate that i'm gonna say it like this but like to make my vaginal opening bigger so that doing things like putting a tampon in or having sex doesn't hurt so fucking badly and like it's not a crime. It's simply like, I feel like so dirty talking about it. Like you this. shouldn't. And it's like it's simply like not a crime for me to like not want to experience insane levels of pain when I have sex. Like it. Hello. You know what I mean? And sometimes I have to like remind myself. And it's that. not just sex. It's like you said, your monthly 
appointment that you that mm-hmm. you have to that you want flexibility lay period lay period like <laughs> you want the flexibility to use a tampon if you want or a pad like or a I, diva cup i don't know oh my gosh are, are i those wish trash? i wish are i could good? get into the diva cup uh I know some people that wear diva cups and I wish I was them. First of all, diva cup cuts down on your cost of pads and tampons, which I think is awesome. Is it environmentally friendly? It is environmentally friendly because it's like... I like the name. Yes. Yes. And you basically just have to like squish it into your (laughs) vagina because it like is bendy. So you have to basically just like squish it up into your vagina I have not mastered the diva cup. You have to like boil it and shit to like clean it, which I tried to do. I have not mastered the diva cup, but I was going to the beach over the summer and I had my period and I was like, I'm, I'm usually wear pads and I was like, I don't want to wear a pad though because like also though, like the gag is like literally half of the population gets their period. Like, um, there are going to be people that wear pads at the beach and that is going to be the tea. If anyone is tea. checking for if you're wearing a pad or not. They're too fucking close. They're too close. And if Back they, it up. And if they were to say anything or make you feel weird, like, so like, don't even like, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? So like I wore, I put a tampon in, it felt like nothing, which was awesome. And then I did put a pad on also because like. Any other bleeding? You said double assurance, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You're not ruining this swimsuit for real. So, uh, yeah. So that is why I go to the pelvic floor physical therapist because because I simply don't want to be experiencing insane levels of pain with putting in a tampon, having sex, or self pleasure. Also, normalize masturbating. Normalize it. The gag, though, is that, like, there has to be, like, some level of maintenance with that. So, at least for me, everyone's experience is different. But, like, for me, there has to be a certain level of maintenance. So, I have these things called dilators that are basically dildos. um, And you can use them like a dildo or they can just be used like a dilator. Doesn't matter. Both get the same job done. Um, where you, they come in different sizes and the goal with them is to like increase in size so that you can use them and increase sizes. So like you start off with like the one that doesn't hurt. You insert that like once a day, maybe twice a day. No, I think it's once. Like once a day, you leave it in for like 15 to 20 minutes and that's it. And then like as the pain lessens and lessens, then you move up to the next one and you continue with that one. I have the dilators. My boyfriend does know about the dilators and he calls them his associates. Ah! <laughs> I remember at the be- <laughs> at the beginning of our relationship I like told him about the dilators and I was like a little bit embarrassed because it's just like an awkward thing to have to tell someone um 
but he was like amazing about it from the fucking jump and just like called them his associates and yeah what a a straight boy way to (laughs) to like understand and like make space for this for you and i love it it's so (laughs) cute straight people do cute things okay they do they get a bad rep rightfully so but not in this case not in this case not in this case and the thing is is that i do feel like i feel very lucky to be with someone that heard me when i said this hurts and then was incredibly respectful of the fact that traditional penetrative sex was not something that we could participate in for a the a long time i mean for over a year and what i'll say is that as important as it is to advocate for yourself and make sure that you know you're going to the doctor and listening to your body and all of that it's also incredibly important to be with someone that listens to you that like hears you when you say like this hurts and doesn't feel right and i don't want to do this like instead of being with someone that's like no no like this is just how would it like no it's not how it is um yeah so it's very i think it's very important to be with someone that that hears you when you say things like that and and support supports you through it and is respectful of your boundaries wants needs as it pertains to all all of that and and if if it becomes an issue then it's something that you guys can communicate about i feel lucky to be with someone that it was never an issue we just waited it out until it was good for both of us is this also going to help you if you ever like decide to have a kid and do that naturally like yeah naturally yeah was that something that came up that wasn't something that necessarily like came up in conversation ever both in my relationship and with the doctor but i definitely think so i mean like pushing a kid out of there that's a whole fucking thing and like i feel like it's so it's like you're getting a lot of benefits out of what you're doing. Definitely. Like you- and like, it's a good thing. Like even, even without any internal therapy that goes on, it's a good for your pelvis to be aligned. Like that is like where your torso sits. Like you don't want to be all unaligned, unaligned. You want to be aligned spiritually and you want to be aligned physically. Oh, 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 we need a third one. And mentally. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We should just let it die there. My bad. Uh, but yeah, I. Um, the The not so broken vagina. It's not so broken anymore, but it definitely needs a tune up every uh, Often, actually. every good ride needs a little tune-up. It here needs a tune-up often. <laughs> um, 
you gotta and get like, the oil changed like and like it's a re- it's also like not a one and done situation it's not like okay like i went to the pelvic floor physical therapist and like it doesn't hurt anymore so like now i'm just gonna like stop going it's like no it doesn't hurt anymore so like i'm gonna continue to use the dilators like not going long periods of time like without having sex doesn't help because like that just means that like it's becoming smaller if it has more time if if the vet vagina has more time to be in a tighter position then that's not going to help is that is that what you're saying if if it if it goes long periods of time without being stretched out (laughs) it's it's, it puts the lotion on the skin no i'm just (laughs) What did you say? <laughs> I said a really weird thing from the Silence of the Lambs, I believe. I but it's also referenced that. in Joe Dirt. Um, I've not seen that either. Oh, my God. <laughs> less, less, oh, my God, on the Joe Dirt. More, oh, my God, on the Silence of the Lambs. But I also saw Silence of the Lambs like so long ago and don't fucking remember that much about it. But basically... I said that and it's irrelevant. So please continue. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just, I just don't want women out there to be like having painful sex because they think that's like the only way. If you don't have the don't money, suffer in silence. don't and like talk about it because it just, it normalizes it and it mm. makes it so that, other people become more in tune with their Mm. bodies and what they need. And it's just like, you could be the person in the card game who's open about their experience with, with this. And then the other person inspires someone else to go to the doctor. And you may never even know that you did that for someone, but that's what being open about it can do. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Talk about it. Don't, don't be embarrassed and don't think that like being in pain is like the only way because it's not. And, and there's nothing wrong with you. There's also, there's nothing wrong with you. And if, if you don't have the money f- to go to a pelvic floor physical therapist, that is not the only way that that can solve itself if you if you the we're not sponsored by them we're not sponsored by anybody but (laughs) (laughs) i the type of dilators that i use is from a company called intimate rose and they're just like silicone dilators they come in like you can get them in like a variety of sizes and if you use them the way that they suggest you use them, it will help. Uh, so also don't feel like if you don't have like the insurance plan or the money to be able to routinely go to a pelvic floor physical therapist and like there's no answer because that is not the truth. Um, and yeah, you know, women's reproductive health care, the education and the research is limited. Uh, so, but it doesn't have to be moving forward. It really upsets me that like, this is a whole other conversation, but like, it really upsets me that 
the solution most times when you go to the doctor as a woman is birth control. I don't want to fucking be on birth control. I do not. That is my own personal decision for myself, but I do not want to be on birth control um, for a variety of reasons. I also am not trying to get pregnant, um, but like don't also don't feel like when you go to the gynecologist and they suggest birth control for preventing pregnancy, acne, depression, endometriosis, that it's your only option because it isn't necessarily your only option, but it will require that you unfortunately just do more research that is not incredibly accessible. So yeah, being a woman is hard and um, they don't make it easy, but it doesn't have to be bad. It doesn't. Damn. Yeah. I feel like in the new year, uh, I feel like Warren and I have like a lot of ideas and plans for what we want formerly straight to be. And if you guys oh, have yes, any like ideas or suggestions or things that you'd like to hear or any like events that you'd like, please feel free to let us know both on Instagram at formerly underscore straight or our email at formerly straight podcast at gmail.com. Um, but we also definitely want to have more guests. Uh, we are thinking about bringing on my pelvic floor physical therapist to have an actual expert talk more eloquently about these issues. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And other, other guests too. Definitely other guests. So yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be so great. I'm so excited. I'm so glad that we have done this, have started this. We talked about it for a while. Yeah. Now it's real. It's out there and we're just gonna be ready to come back and do even more. Yeah. So very excited. Thanks for all of our nine number one fans. We, we went number one nine times. Nine times. Yeah. That's wild. Um, and we still want to know who you are. Okay. Yeah. Please tell us. We want to <laughs> know. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for a great year and we'll see y'all in 2023. And that's, and that's our, our time. time.